and Emma T. I've not half missed podcasting. So this is called Tattoo, this podcast. Is it? Yeah, it's oh. called Tattoo 2, actually. Right. Because I called the last one Tattoo, but we just touched on it at the end. Ah. So Emma's touch inked. I have. Well, a wee while ago, I mentioned getting inked to some of my circle and one person wasn't very happy about it so I kind of didn't go with the idea because I wanted a meaningful inking so anyway this person was then exiled from the circle and the first thing I did was go out and get the tattoo I was absolutely shitting it and I didn't want to use the cream either because I wanted to feel the pain oh wow that's a bit much well no there's a daily wow for you no you see what happened was it was during the Armageddon period of (laughs) things happening and I couldn't access feeling pain and I didn't work there. and this is funny you see Kate's going to shop face but because I've started furiously journaling as well ow she's nipping I've me. just nipped her did you feel that stop it did you feel that pain yes welcome arsehole so that um in the journaling after the tattoo I thought god how weird I didn't use the cream because I'm a total baby then I thought no because I wanted to feel something that week other than nervous or other than shitting it. Right. And I wanted to feel pain. And I thought, oh, God, good on you. You yeah. were processing and you didn't even know it. So anyway, right. I turned up and the place was shut. I was like, oh, God, I had a tattoo buddy with me, super nervous. And then the, the guy turned up and you give them a little picture and he scans it and says, does it look a little bit like this? And I went, yeah, yeah, go on, just do it, just do it. Oh, my God, I could have been sick. The pain... I will say it's about five centimetres long, this tattoo, oh, isn't it? It's, it's only about ten little wiggly lines. It's your very entry level, yes. <laughs> but I will say it is like being stung by a thousand drunk wasps repeatedly. Right. It's hot while you're not drunk. Yeah, and you, there's no way you could do it. And you have to go, <laughs> like that, and clench everything. But it, uh, do you know what? I feel so naughty and so hard now I've got it done. It's changed who I am. This tattoo totally belongs to me. Wow. So are you going to explain what the tattoo... And by the way, we do say wow all of the time now. It's a habit we've got into. Sorry if it's irritating you, but if you listen to the previous podcast, there was nothing more to say other than... (laughs) Wow. wow every single day yeah so the last month in this the month. tattoo happened over the jubilee thing didn't it it was mm-hmm. on the jubilee street party day where i sort yeah, of rocked up right. with a load of cling film and angry looking skin on my arm <laughs> haven't had an emergency greg's and a latte on the way down um but i needed to do it so anyway it's a series of essentially four arrows and it's just the sign that translates to god is greater than my highs and lows yeah because i think people might want to google that and see what it is so mm-hmm. that so if you google that tattoo god is higher than my highs greater than greater than sorry sorry that's why i didn't get it i'm affronted so that was super special to me and felt really brave when i felt not brave in the real world and for 35 bucks i was absolutely buzzing i came out feeling epic and, and you still love it oh god yeah i absolutely i'm gonna get another one i want to get some representation to my offspring i'm gonna get her to design something and then i'm gonna get a great big lioness from the bottom of my neck to the base of my spine oh wow yeah nice. i'm just gonna go absolutely berserk and get really mm-hmm. are you gonna get totally inked do you know what i think i will because do you know what as well something happens when shit goes down and you realise that, oh my God, I can totally do what I like. And not to do with the specific circumstances, just the stress of the situation. You think to yourself, I've actually been through enough. The usual rules of life 
can't do this, got to go to bed by 10, can't, you know, you, the rules, we've all got different rules that we're putting ourselves. I found myself going, sure up you, you can do what you like. Did you get outside of the box, Kate? I blew up the box. <laughs> <laughs> you burnt that my, box. I burnt that box down, my very small, safe little box. But yeah, I think you do get like that and you think, I've suffered enough, I've been through enough. And actually now it's just about being kind and having experiences and doing things maybe that I've always wanted to do. Wow, brilliant. So tattoo was number one. Have I done anything else weird? Um... Crazy? Not really. There's oh, talk of weirdness. There's talk of a nudist already. There's talk of a nudist. I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say that, but now you've said it. Good. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's talk of a nudist holiday, and well, that's most definitely something that I would never ever do. Oh, go on. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really, really body shy. I'm and trying I'm to still convince Kate on that. to come on said nudist holiday. I'm still as my on plus that, one. So. But the thing is, though, you know, I've always fancied a bit of nudity, and I tried <laughs> it in the house that time. And apart from, <laughs> part, she was in on her own and she had her own little nudist <laughs> holiday. Only for forty minutes, and, <laughs> and I did get some weird looks off the dog. But you know what? It's surprise. Oh, she wasn't happy. But it's surprising how soon you just think, wow, this feels naughty, a bit different, it's yeah. nice, it's liberating. So I'd like to do a proper actual... I think what could be better than a period of time where you discard the shackles of clothing and let your <coughs> wabs and Mary out <laughs> and just be? No, it's, it's not for me, but I'll support you. Right. Okay, I think that is a fantastic... I think it's something we should all experience once. So, no regrets on the tat. No regrets on the tat. Um, feel good now you've had it. Feel like you really own yourself and it's yes. something you've done for you. Yes, absolutely. We've been doing more people in. We had yeah, our little we'll retreat more adventure. People. Yeah, and um, I was going to say, so the tat thing brought up a discussion in my house of, um, well, you're all right with Emma getting one. Because I've got a teenager who's just had one. And that Emma's is about maybe four or five centimetres long. My teenager's is forearm. It's massive. <clears throat> and, um, yeah. So I had a big discussion with my teen about regrets, regrets. <laughs> and um, she obviously had loads of attitude and said, because that's the age she is. Well, it's just you don't like tattoos. And I said, it's not. It's just that I don't want you to feel regret. And then when Emma got hers... Of course, I got the whole thing. Well, you're all right about Emma. And I said, yeah, but Emma's older. Emma knows what she wants. And it's having a bit of a do of things at the minute. And it's small and easily hidden and all the rest of it anyway. So, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It, it was a difficult for a moment conversation to navigate because I'd kind of given out lots of approval signals yeah. to Emma mm-hmm. and not when my kid had it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a little bit tricky. But it's in context, isn't it? Yes. So, when, and follow up to the last podcast, we've got the hospital check today from the health scare, which turned out to be okay. So Kate's the hospital buddy for that. We're gonna uh, tackle the busy car parking and so on. Yeah, exactly. So I've got a book in my bag. What are you reading? The book is that deep work book. Oh. Now I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast. I was gonna do no. a separate podcast right. about this. But we can talk about it now anyway, that's fine. So I was um, feeling a bit frazzled. Obviously, if you listen regularly, you'll know that I live in the same house as our parents by choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's been tough during COVID and lockdown and all the rest of it working from home. 
and I found that uh, I was getting a bit sort of stressy and a bit angsty and a bit just a bit resentful about not being able to get my work done but I was kind of getting my work done and it was just a funny time anyway I accidentally or is it an accident did the universe shove me in this direction down this brilliant YouTube channel um, and it was this guy talking about deep work and he's called Cal I'm just gonna get the book <gasps> oh it's only me and thee Cal Newport oh and his book is actually called deep work and I've um, I've looked at the book a little bit but I haven't really I've just flicked through it I haven't really sat and read it yet but he talks about the fact that deep work is it's time when you really focus on something without being distracted something that takes a lot of mental and cognitive energy and I've heard Robin Sharma who's another coach and author talk about this before and he calls it having a tight bubble of total focus and he talks about um a couple of days a month when he's creating content he's really really hard to reach he, he deliberately goes somewhere he goes device free and he goes somewhere where he's not going to be disturbed and he talks and there's a lot of crossover i think there's with the youtube video i saw and i expect that to be when i start the book about how this is where you create from this is where your genius lives. This is where your unique gifts to humanity. If you write meditations, if you write books, if you create courses, if you've got um, <clears throat> some kind of social media following, whatever it is, you bringing your essence through, you need to be doing this deep work. And there's stuff in your life and business that requires you to go deep. And a lot of us don't do it because we live in a world of distraction. And I thought about that and I thought that is so true for me and that is what I haven't had access to and I haven't had time to do. I haven't had any time to write and I need to start the next 12 lessons book um, and I haven't really had enough time to dig deep and really create stuff from my soul and I recognised that although I was working, I, I was working like on quite a shallow level, like doing what I call the bits and shits of life and business but I rarely had time where I was re I could have like two hours to really, really go deep. So I expressed this to Emma and what we did was because we believe in obviously taking responsibility, taking action, if nothing changes, nothing changes. We thought, how can I get that? We came up with me joining the health club again because I used to go up there and work before COVID. And then we thought, since we're doing the walk fit every single morning um and i'm here at emma's house doing the walk fit why don't i bring my stuff have a shower and work in her office for two hours in the morning every weekday as much as we can and that's the new way that we're going to work and i have to say even in just a week and a bit it's massively massively changed the way that i feel and the benefits that i'm getting a i'm way more productive I get organised the mm. night before, usually, mm -hmm. unless we've had a wow. <laughs> um, and I know what I'm going to do, and I get my bag packed, and I know I'm sorted. Um, but it's also allowed me to make loads more of my free time, mm -hmm. my family time. And I haven't got that background feeling of, I've got to get my work done, I've mm -hmm. got to get my work done. Because I know tomorrow I'm going to have two Office or three time. hours really focused <clears throat> time when I can get loads done because sometimes at home 
And remember, I've got a teenager who's been on study leave doing A-levels. Prior to that, we're in lockdown. Everyone was in the house. I've got parents in the house. And it wasn't that I was always being disturbed. What, what he talks about in this book, Cal Newport, and I found really interesting, it takes 21 mm. minutes to really get into the zone and absolutely focus. And he talks about something called context shifts. And he says, like, say, for example... You get a text from your kid mm-hmm. or the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that is a context shift. And it's as if you've opened many more tabs on a laptop. Mm-hmm. You get slightly distracted. Even if it's not you that answers the door, it's distracted you. And then you have to try and get back into the task that you're doing. Does that reset your 21 minutes, do you think? Yeah, you have to start home? again. Wow. So you could literally... And my house, by contrast, is very quiet. Mm-hmm and not busy at all not busy at all so i'm way more likely to get that undisturbed mm-hmm. time now there might be days when the doorbell rings or whatever but it's unlikely mm-hmm. um you so... saying i've got no friends dude <laughs> <laughs> you're just boundary af because of covid you go out and see them outdoors um anyway yeah so that was really interesting to mm-hmm. me these context shifts what they do is they open up new neural networks in your brain so your energy instead of being completely focused on that task and working within that neural network and this is where time blocking and stuff like that's really effective and batching your tasks Mm -hmm. because say for example you're going to sit and make facebook posters to put on a facebook page doing that every single morning um making four and then scheduling them all Mm -hmm. when you could do it one afternoon in the week and get it all done it's going to be quicker and more efficient because you're already in the zone you're already in the zone and you're already in that place so you're in that context you've got that hat on if you will and it's just it means that yeah and it doesn't it's not as big an energy spend mm-hmm. and it, you get loads more done you're way more productive so the mm. other analogy and i think it was tim ferris that i saw on youtube this you might like this one emma so he was saying batching your tasks Mm -hmm. so this isn't deep work by the way i've gone off piste i'll come back to that batching your tasks is really important because it keeps you in the same context and he said you wouldn't take one pair of socks and put it in the washer every night Mm -hmm. you'd wait till you had a load Mm -hmm. because the cost of the soap powder the softener the electricity the water the time of doing a load Mm -hmm. then getting it all out then pegging it all out it's so much more effective if you do it all at once rather than keep doing little bits all the time. And that's why he recommends batching your tasks. Well, batching and categorising makes sense in loads of different areas. Think of your kitchen. You have mm. all your herbs together. You have all your tins yeah. together. Cutlery even, together, pans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even when I'm doing a big declutter, I love to categorise. It's the fastest way to clean and organise. Yeah. So batching makes all sense to yeah, me. Yeah, so, so that's batching. And, and you can apply that to work. And I'm definitely going to be applying that more to work. But yeah, so there's a couple of things I've covered there. Time blocking um means being organized and doing specific tasks in specific blocks of time but you can time block your leisure time free time family time cooking whatever as well i think you just said specific did i specific oh well we'll keep that specific Specific. yeah that's that's our thing now okay trademark wow kate spencer there's a wow (laughs) for you anyway yes but but the deep work um that's the thing that we're kind of latched onto initially well i did as an idea and a concept 
and what he says in uh, there's a quote on the the front of the book and it says this is a clear voice in a sea of noise bringing science and passion in equal measure and what he talks about is the fact that deep work now because we live in such a distracted environment it's very rare and this is where your brilliance is this is where you can move the needle Mm. on your life on your business and on your creation so i know that when i've got a clear space i can write i can remember when i was writing 12 lessons later if i had a day where i could actually write without distraction i can write eight thousand words a day Mm. quite easily because it just flows when I'm in that zone, when really I'm not cool distracted. It would be really cool to write up that place we were at. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dilston. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, right, there's about 100,000 words in a novel. Right. So if you could get that up to 10,000 words a day, that Over would take ten, you 10 days to write a novel. Well, 10 which, weeks if you did one day a week. Yeah, oh, I have to write every day once I start reading. Or I just lose the plot. Well, I lose what the are we going to do if you're writing for 10 hours consecutively for 10 days? How are you going to catch the daily wow? And all right. I'll have to dictate it while we're doing walk fit. <laughs> yeah, so it's unrealistic to write it in 10 days. But an example, you know, if you think of like a project you've got in your life um, that's going to take a lot of focus and energy, then, you know, this could be the way forward to... And, and in order to do deep work, you've got to make sure you've got a distraction-free environment we've covered that but also be quite boundaried with other people and that makes us uncomfortable but be quite boundaried and as well when you're new to it what i did glean from the youtube video is to not expect to be able to do massive amounts at a time doing a couple of hours as a in a session is enough build up because you wouldn't be able to run a marathon straight off you'd have to train for it and if you've lived in a very distracted way which we all do because that is life then it's difficult sometimes to really focus and i think i feel sorry for teenagers now Mm. because it's hard for them to focus on stuff like schoolwork especially the teenagers who didn't take to homeschooling Mm -hmm. when we had um covid and lockdown and stuff because they're very distracted phones are pinging stuff's Mm -hmm. on netflix they've got stuff on in the background to be able to really disconnect and go deep you probably will have established habits where you want to check your phone, where mm-hmm. you want to fidget about, where you want to look out the window, where you want to mm-hmm. look at your email. It's about training yourself to know the value of this work and bring yourself back to it. Because every time you do that, you create a context shift. Mm-hmm. So you come out of the zone that you need to be in. But with practice, I'm hoping I get better at it and I can create a lot more really good content and write the next 12 lessons book, which I've been scoping out. Oh, can you give us a little hint? The hint would be, wow. <laughs> oh, is there a wow? Oh, there's plenty of wows in there. Really? The hint is, well, it ended on a cliffhanger in 12 lessons later. Um, for those of you who who read 12 lessons later, if you didn't, it's on Amazon and other online stores. Um, the hint a past is gonna come back to haunt her, Ooh. and there and it's gonna be a bit of a hand grenade going off in her life, and there are some surprises in there, and there's also some pretty topical stuff as well, 
Um, oh, I can't really say much without spoiling and it. it. And, and it'll evolve as you write it anyway. So whatever yeah. you think when, when, when I say I've scoped it out, I just mean I've done a rough plan. It just means we've been shitting around on the swing with a cup of coffee talking about what might happen. Yeah, exactly. So, so watch well, this space. So Deep Work by Cal Newport. And, and the tattoo. And the tattoo. It so, hurts, yeah. but it was not something that I would not repeat again. And you don't regurt it. I don't regurt it. This is only funny because I'm dyslexic and it was like no regrets tattoo. I might actually get no regrets as a tattoo. And then everyone will look at it and think, eee, eee that poor cow. Anna. Look at that. Don't tell that, that on. But it would just be really funny to us. <laughs> yeah, it would be. So so we're going to get ready for a hospital appointment now and uh, yes. we'll say goodbye. You're going to trumpet us out? Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.